Hi, welcome to Life in All Chapters. I'm Amanda Henson. I'm Brandy Tabor. And we have no topic for you guys today. We were going to discuss um, current events in the media, but I feel like the biggest current event right now is really Roe v. Wade and yeah. then and we've women's talked about rights it. and birth control and all that. And we and everybody else has talked about it. So I really just didn't want to talk about that today. So I thought maybe we could discuss what's going on in our lives. So what have you been up to? So much stuff. <laughs> I've been starting a fundraiser, uh-huh. which you know I do that a lot. But this one I'm... I'm really excited about it's for our fire department. We uh we have really outdated bunker gear, you know the the gear we wear into a structure fire, and it's it's bad. It's bad outdated. So I'm trying to raise fourteen hundred dollars a person to get some gear. Which if I can raise fourteen hundred dollars with this fundraiser, that would be great. My goal with specifically though is twenty eight hundred. I want two people geared out of mm-hmm. this fundraiser. So I'm excited. It's a lot of work. So. And what type of fundraiser are you going to do? We're going to do a poker run. Mm. Those are big money makers. It is. It, it should be, it should be pretty fun good. fun makers. Yeah, it should be fun. And, and that's another thing is I like to do fundraisers. <laughs> and I word it that way because I like to be cheesy. But, you know, a lot of times in these smaller volunteer fire departments, people look say things like, we're not real firemen, for instance. Well, that's a real fire that I'm putting out, sir. <laughs> It's a real structure fire I'm calling into. Just because they pay you and they don't pay me doesn't mean that I'm not a real fireman. I go through training. I work very very difficult positions within the department. I have to be able to lift and carry just as much as any other fireman. I have to be able to withstand heat. And you're still a first responder for medical issues, too. Yes. So, I mean, we're real firemen. So we get a lot of pushback on that because we're volunteers. And then everyone, what are you doing with your money? All you get all these fire tag money. Well, it's thirty dollars a lot. So, you know, it's yeah. it's not a lot of money. So it doesn't go very far. No, and I mean we have insurance to pay. We Trucks have to pay to for yes, and even the way we get dispatched through a an active nine one one system, we have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. So I mean everything costs money, obviously. So we we go through it. You know, if you don't want to give, don't give. Yeah. If you want to give, awesome. But anyway, when I say it's a fundraiser, it's because I want people to come in and ask those questions. I want you to come in and look at the finances. I want you to come in and look at some of our old shitty equipment. I want you to come in and look at some of the great updates that we've already made with the money that we've been allotted. Mm -hmm. You know, we are working hard with the money that we have, and we're going to work harder. We've been doing training on our own dime and on our own time. So own dime, you mean... Each person is paying for their own training. Yes. Now, that being said, most of our training has not has been no cost, but we have to pay to get there. And right. as you know, gas has been roughly $5 a gallon. It's four, five, six hours at a time, so you're having to eat out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I, I mean, just things that cost you a lot of money. Plus your time and your resource as being a person. You yes, are a and some people have to pay a babysitter for right. that time that they're gone with, you know. I mean, there's just a lot of people, things people don't realize that we do. And I'm not saying that to get like a pat on the back for myself. I'm saying that because we work really hard and we can prove to you what we're doing with, with our fundraising money. And I'm really excited about it. I would really love to get our guys some gear so that they're safe. I mean, you can look at some of these studies. I don't have anything prepared, but firemen usually die of cancer and it's usually because they have outdated gear and what happens is you have all these carcinogens on your gear 
-hmm. And whenever it's not properly cleaned or maintained, which, by the way, we have no way to clean and maintain our gear. When it's not properly cleaned and maintained, what happens is you put that gear back on and you're in a situation, even if you're just in a training situation, but you're hot. You start to sweat. Your pores open. Mm -hmm. and you absorb all those carcinogens right into your body. You're just constantly putting yourself at risk. And with updated gear and then updated equipment to clean and maintain our gear, which is my goal, we aren't going to suffer the same rates of cancer that we will if we don't do something. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I think, I think my biggest excitement is for people to come in and see what we're doing. Like, look at it. Like, you don't see it. You might see us go by with lights and sirens every once in a while, but you don't see all the improvements that we've made. And I just, I don't know. I think people will come in and look at our equipment and maybe get excited like us and maybe want to join. Yeah. That's the other thing is a recruitment drive. We have a small department. It's like 17 people. I need I need people, so I'm right. excited. That'll be fun. We'll have to come out to that fundraiser, help support the cause. So I have not been any, doing anything that productive at all. It's, <laughs> it's been Brandy's own world. Um, I have decided that, you know, I've been on this spiritual journey, and I've been trying to finish a Ph.D. in Transcendental Medicine, which has proven to be quite hard because... When I started this program, it was the beginning of 2021, maybe the end of 2020. And since then, several people have left the organization and a lot of um, complementary and alternative practices have kind of dwindled because of it. the practices themselves haven't dwindled, but the educators have because they're limiting who they're in contact with and things like that. So... It's kind of transitioned, and I did find a new program that will take some of my education from my previous, and it's for um, a doctorate in metaphysical sciences, which when you look at it, you when you think metaphysical, most people think witchcraft and voodoo and, you know, all of that, but it's really more about spirituality and the motives that you use to practice spirituality outside and within Christianity. So um, it's more of a transition. And then there's a, DN, a doctorate for theology um, counseling or the, theological um, philosophy, I think, was the name of it. So I've been looking into these programs. So I'm really excited about that because what I'd like to do is provide a holistic um, coaching service and educate people on these modalities and how to do them themselves and such as how to hypnotize yourself if you want to if you want hypnosis therapy for smoking cessation for diet for setting better goals mindfulness training for how to write a um life story for what you want your life to look like and make it happen sign me up you know, so I really want to do that, but I want to have some meat to it. These are unregulated um, topic or um, services most of the time, especially in this area that we live in, because there's really no 
guided guiding body for that nationally. And in some some aspects of it, there are like acupuncture. It's, it's oh, yeah. guided. Yeah. Um, so I can't do acupuncture. I can't teach you to do acupuncture, but I can teach you to do reflexology and I can teach you to do meditation. I can teach you to be mindful and I can teach you how to manifest. I can even teach you how to pray and how to pray better. Um, so I think that that degree will give me the meat that I need to show that I am an expert in that field. And, you know, I'm legitimately trying to help you and that I'm an expert and I have some training to support what I'm teaching you. Could I go and do it right now? Yeah, I could teach you how to do those things because I do them for myself. But I really want the meat. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited, um, too. I have... I've been using my pool a lot for fitness and for meditation and to, you know, recenter myself. And it's really been amazing. Who would have thought having a swimming pool would be so therapeutic? But I'm telling you, if you can get one, even if it's just a little kiddie pool or water trough that you turn into a pool or whatever, water is so healing. Now, I would rather have natural water, a natural spring, a river. Obviously, that's the ocean because it does help you remove free radicals. Yeah. But my pool water's okay. It suffices. It's well my, watered. It's, it's, it is well watered. <laughs> it's close to my house and it affords me flexibility and time. But my pump did go out. Brand new pool pump from this heat and the drought that we've had. I think it just got too hot and it just gave up. So. I hate that. I do have an extra pump that I got last year when I had all the issues with the pool that I had last year. and I've I would never try that. It up. Um, but I plugged it in the other day. I don't think it works either. So Well, Walmart but, did still have some. They're not huge pumps, mm -hmm. but it might work for your pool because your pool is not gigantic. I mean, yeah. it's big, but it's not. Yeah. I, I mean, it'll be, I, it just has to be replaced, you yeah. know, and I have to find the time to do it. But I will because yeah. I've, I've found the value in it. So I know you inspired me, and you know, I'm getting a pool put in. I know. I've got a guy coming tomorrow to look at the yard. We've got to have it leveled. We try. We brought in some material to try to level it. We're gonna to have to have it dug out and leveled. Yeah, That's... which is what we should have done. But yeah, we talked about doing it next year, and I think we're gonna move it from the backyard to the front yard. Yeah. I want it out there where I could be with the dogs, but when I have guests, it's yeah. so hard because that's where the dogs live. They play and. Get the kids getting in and out, I always worry. Not not that the dogs would hurt them, but maybe run them over. <laughs> cause yeah, get, or even just run. to paw on you and yeah. scratch on you accidentally when yeah. your skin's wet. You know, it's... Or stepping in some you yeah, know, that's, mess that's another or something. Thing. Yeah. So. It is therapeutic to get a pool, and I hate to sound like... I don't know, because it's not about having possessions. No. It's about the convenience of of having that there. Yeah. Of having, like you said, just that meditation. And if it's at your own home, like I live near a lake. By, by near, I mean within a three-minute walk. Right. But it's not always convenient. You get home from work, and you, it, it takes an effort to do mm -hmm. so. And if I had the pool set up, I could literally walk out there. I could strip down naked if yeah. I want to. And you get got a really pool. good deal on your pool, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I did yeah. get a good deal on my pool. So. so, And I got a really good deal on ours, too. And actually, we had everything, but the pool ended up coming with a pump, so... You know, I hope, I hope maybe I can piece the pumps, you know, together. That would be something. nice. That would be economically. Yeah, that's the, one of the benefits of being married to a mechanically inclined person. Is, it is. I and mean, if he figures it out, you might send him my way because yeah, I don't I'm, know how mine's going to be. I'm really good at YouTube. 
and following directions to fix stuff. So that's how I fix everything. We are too. <laughs> we fixed our washing machine a couple of years ago. We had one of those front load Samsung washing uh -huh. machines and it was fairly new and it went out, but it was just out of warranty because they don't warranty those very long. No. Well, anyway, we got a YouTube video and we fixed it. Did you know, and fact check me on this, everybody, because I'm not 100% sure, but I heard that the down, the softener that you use, the water or the clothing softeners, the beads. And I all heard that, that too. It damages. Yes, I have heard that. Your tub and your pool. I, it's not verified. Your pool. Your yeah. Your crap. Your machines. Yeah. <laughs> I heard <laughs> that too. Machine. It's not verified. I did hear that vinegar has the same effect and will not make your clothes stink. They will. They will not smell oh, like vinegar. It softens. It softens your clothes. Oh. And it removes odors. I wonder if you could without use... adding additional odors, it removes odor. I wonder if you can use vinegar with some essential oils. Probably, but use caution with your essential oils because, let me tell you something. All these freaking hippies with their damn essential oils, oh, it's natural, it's natural, it won't cause, guess what, it will trigger an asthma attack. I don't care how freaking natural it is. Mold triggers an asthma attack and it's right. natural. But I'm so sick of these people bathing in essential oils and I'm wheezing and using an inhaler because you can't take a bath. Well, listen, I gotta say this. In all reality, because I'm one of those hippies that will bathe in essential oils. But I don't do it around my patients. Thank you. And I don't do it when I know I'm going to be in a large group of people. And usually You it's don't more, bathe in essential oils. You use, use them sparingly use like them you're supposed to. meditative purposes. But I'm talking about those but people that are constantly, can't sit through a meeting without perfumes, dabbing them on. Yeah, your perfumes and your colognes and your deodorants the will same. do the same thing to somebody with asthma or COPD. No, I agree, but people get and, that more. Yeah. Like they get some that, people get it. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. That's an, uh, I some guess it's a it. new. It's a my new. My husband. Yeah. My husband layers yeah. his cologne. He puts it on his body, then he puts it on his undershirt and yeah. underwear, and then it goes on the outer layer. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure he reapplies it. The man. The man has never smoked a day in his life. But I guarantee you, by the time he's 55, he has COPD from, <laughs> from all the perfume. Of, from all the stuff he sprays on his body. <laughs> But he smells funny. Good. I do wear a deodorant. It's not overwhelming. I will say that for him. Yeah, I, I do wear a deodorant, but I don't wear perfume or, or mm -hmm. anything because it bothers my husband. Yeah. And actually, it aggravates my asthma a little bit if it's excessive. I miss it a little bit because I, you know, I used to like a little dab on the wrist yeah. or something, you know, maybe on the back of your neck. But he, he it aggravates his breathing, so I don't yeah. do it. And it also makes you think about how all the people it aggravates their breathing. Right. So no, I've been in meetings with people where. You know, it's one thing if you go get a massage and you come out smelling like essential oils because that was part of your massage. Yes. I get that. But you but don't need that for I a meeting. I have been in meetings with people that will, like you said, dab it. The only essential oil I use when I am outside of my area where I practice my meditation and my spirituality would be um, peppermint. Or eucalyptus, if I have like respiratory yeah. symptoms going on. And see, on. eucalyptus aggravates my re mm -hmm. respiratory symptoms. A lot of people it does. It's, which I think it's one of those things, if you apply it and are wearing it out, it's not really bothering me. But if it's just, if there's too much of it, is when it can trigger an asthma. And I'm not saying everything's about me, I'm not that person. Everything is not about me. You, everybody shouldn't have to make allowances. You can be in moderation and aware. And that's it. The same perfume. Yeah. Essential oils, please be respectful of other people. 
I saw a friend of ours posted something about that too, and she has asthma really bad. It's and it flares her up really. And quick. it's so embarrassing. And, and lavender even. Yes, you know. And, and I love lavender, but it common, kills me. Yes. And eucalyptus smells good, but it kills me. Like, mm-hmm. calm down, people. I'm I only dying. use eucalyptus when I have respiratory infections, yeah. and it's very beneficial in that aspect. But and, and I don't, but I don't think that people understand how embarrassing it is, especially to me as an adult. To have an asthma attack. To have an asthma attack in public. A lot of people don't see asthma as very serious. Well, you're vulnerable, and you feel like you're taking up people's time, and people, and you're drawing attention. And you're trying you to hide it because yeah. it's so embarrassing. And well, I guess it, it might not be embarrassing for everybody, but I used to get made fun of in school. Yeah. You know, in gym class, they, you know, they'd mimic the noise that my lungs, poor bronchial tubes were making. Going on. Yes, they're they're making fun of the wheezing that I'm making as I'm trying to gasp for air. And I guess it's like a, a childhood trauma that I haven't gotten over because I am so afraid of having an asthma attack in front of people. But also that sh- it shows weakness to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the, the same thing when I have like, um, I get tremors and twitches from, loop, you know, and like I'll twitch, my neck will jerk or something. And I have to look around and see if anybody saw me because, or when I start to stutter, because when I did have a, a, a very evident speech impediment, I was made fun of a lot, so we need to move on. Apparently, it, we, I, need to, we need to we need to a, work on past traumas. <laughs> you know what, though, that's where, on a serious note, I don't know how we came back to this, but it comes back to what you were talking about with the metaphysical. That's why we need that in our lives. We need to be able to channel the way that we feel and why we feel that way, and see if we can. Mm-hmm. Stop it. And that's why, in my opinion, everybody should be assigned a counselor or a therapist in their life. <laughs> yes. Well, it's true, though, because it it's silly to be traumatized over stupid stuff well, like that. Who cares what some kid in sixth grade said? Who cares? And most of the time, you don't even realize that's what no. it is. And, you know, I think we said this a few episodes ago, is that, you know, we are all damaged and trying to heal. We were raised by people damaged and trying, some of them trying to heal, some of them not so trying to heal. But we've all been through some form of traumatic experience. And your trauma doesn't trump mine. No. And, you know, while I can, I can as an empathic human being say that yes, you being raped or molested definitely trumps somebody making fun of me because I stubbed my toe and tripped and fell in gym class. I can reason that that definitely outweighs me, but it doesn't mean that my trauma doesn't impact my life in a way that's negative, you know? I'm going to laugh my ass off, and this is probably not the appropriate time for me to tell you this, but this is news to you, so. Oh, gosh. um, Speaking of childhood trauma. How did I traumatize you? No, you you did not traumatize me, but I You traumatized me? No. Oh. No, but somebody was telling me a story about our childhood trauma the other day. Telling a story about our trauma? Yes, that didn't know it was us. Didn't know it was me. Do you want to talk about but it? But they had they had personal knowledge of something that happened to you and I as a child, and they were telling me the story about that, and I immediately knew it was about us, you know, and 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 it's just it's literally funny. I mean, it's funny. It's funny to know that while we thought it was a big deal for a long time, and then you heal and you move on. It still affects people. But actually, I think it was therapeutic for me to see that somebody else thought it was a big deal, too. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Because so somebody many, we know? Like, it's somebody, know. I mean, 
and no, you don't know this person at all. And small town itis. Yeah. But it was just it was so like I said, it was funny to me that this person is telling me a story. And they knew the details of they our... knew the details of our childhood. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was a person that knew our parents. Do you talk and... to people. I talk to people all the time. What? No, I meant about our childhood and the well, great things and the bad things and the. Not usually, but it's funny. I did tell her that was about me. I'm like, well, I'm pretty familiar with that story since it's about me. But I mean, I've moved on from that now. Yeah. It's, I mean, as much as anybody can, you you know, it comes back and yeah, it goes back and forth. But it's just, it was funny, and it wasn't just my story. You know, the story they were telling me it involved so many other people. And that made me realize, too, that while that's my story, there's so many more components in there. And some of the people had it worse than me. You know, some of the people had it worse than you. You might have had it worse than some of the people I might have. But to hear that story told to me, it was just surreal. Like, is this... It almost validated it. It did. Well, it did. Just because so many times we were told that... You know how... You know how... Everybody knows how it goes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But for somebody to tell you to validate the experience that you had was extremely therapeutic to me. It's oh. funny. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spring that to you on a podcast. But no, that's okay. We were just talking about it, and I was like, you know what? That's, I forgot to tell I you because I, I haven't talked that, to you. You know, we talked when we, be, we started the podcast about what we would and wouldn't talk about. And that was one of those things where we were just like, you know what? If it comes up, it comes up. Yeah. You know, um, don't want to dwell on it. Don't want that to be about who we are and make it the reason people know who we are. You know, I yeah. that is, while I'm not in the mindset that trauma builds you, I'm in the mindset that you can turn your experiences into helping you achieve the person you want to be. So... I don't forgive trauma. I don't believe that it happens for a reason and it, I wouldn't be who I am without it. I would be somebody without that trauma. Absolutely. And who knows what that person would be. But because I experienced it, I can't change it. I can't go back and make it different. All I can do is embrace who I am and try to be a better person despite uh, those yes. issues, those things. And... I, I just don't, I don't want that to be the reason that people listen to me or relate to me. And well, because we are be so times, much more than right. that. And But there's going to be times where there are people that need to relate to somebody like us that have experienced child abuse, that have experienced sexual child abuse, that have experienced drug and alcoholism, and extremely violent beings in their life and we're talking murderer serial yeah. killer child abusers and rapists and those things occur in so many young children's life and i'm not going to say young girls because it happens oh, to boys too yes and they need to know that you can have a successful life and you can recover from that so I think it's important that we acknowledge that those things happen. And it's great to be validated because so many people are told you're a liar, you were manipulated, somebody made you tell this story. All that exactly. bullshit. And so many times, I'm not going to go into great detail, but in 
with us, and I don't know even how much you remember of this because of your age, but with us, because the person was of a prominent family in our community, so many times that can't be true. Mm-hmm. Those people are so good. They're, they're so, and they, a lot of them are great people. I'm not downing an entire family. With tons of yes. this family, and yes. they are beautiful people. Yeah, so people it's not, it's not with. about that at all. Yeah. It's, it's, I have people in my family that I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's my relative, but you know. And there are probably people that I would, somebody told me they did something, I'd go, ooh, that's not the relationship I have with them. Yeah, I would be shocked also. Yeah. But I was. But I'm not going to devalue your no. experience. And so many times I got called a liar. And so many times people treated me or, or my family poorly over a situation that we truly were victims in. Versus... I was suspended from school. Shoot. Six years after all this, not six years, six, seven, eight, nine, five years after all of that was finalized and because someone had supposed it out to for be you. in the past and comments were made and I did not act appropriately. I'm, you know, I'll take my blame in the situation. Yeah. I reacted yeah. to someone calling me a liar and calling you a liar and saying some very bad things about our family. And I reacted in a way I should not have. And I did get suspended for that, which I should have. I should have reacted responded better. But I also should have had, well, I wish we would have had better access to trauma therapy, which didn't really exist back then. It didn't. And another thing is so many people believe you when you say I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, you believe yourself when you say you're fine. Right. You, you don't think I'm fine? Of course I'm fine. That doesn't mean I don't need a counselor. It just means... <laughs> Today I'm, I'm okay. Well, and the thing is, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with... I have a child that, that has to go through therapy weekly. There's nothing wrong with her. She absolutely needs her therapist. But that doesn't mean there's something wrong. So so many times we're like, no, I'm fine. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with me. You don't have to have something wrong with you to go through therapy and through counseling. But back then, especially today, it's more acceptable. Right. But back then, well, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need, oh, well, she's fine then. She said mm-hmm. she's fine. Well, and you know, that that brings us to a very valid point. When I'm saying people need therapists, people need counselors, I will say it every time we bring this up. Counselors and therapists are not there to tell you what's wrong with you. They are there to help you understand yourself. They are there to help you understand how you relate to a situation, a person, or relate to yourself, relate to your emotions. They're there to help you understand or just validate you. Yes, and really sometimes they're literally just unlocking in you the tools to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. The tools, like you were saying before, I, I got hypnotized once therapeutically, like in, under mm-hmm. the care of a, a licensed hypnotherapist. And some people look at me like I've got three heads when I say that. Like, well, that's not real. That is absolutely real. It wasn't some sideshow that you see on TV. It was a therapeutic session mm-hmm. where somebody told, showed me, they went with me and unlocked things about me that I needed to unlock and I couldn't do it on my own. There's all this, there's a billion different kinds of therapy for people, and you can find one that works for you. Right. And we and all need it. And it's exciting in so many different ways. It really is, because, yeah. I mean, it's a miracle. Like, I'm telling you, people laugh at me all the time, but I quit smoking, and I have no cravings. I don't care about it at all. You could like six cigarettes in front of me, and I've never had a craving. I do not care. I smoked for 20 years. 
20 years. It was something I did. I smoked three packs a day. That's a ridiculous amount of cigarettes. And most people that don't experience that will say, you just need more self-discipline. You need to set better goals. You need to do better. You need, you need to do this. Take a medication, you know, and... And it took a therapy session for me. Yeah, I've I've been I've been prescribing meds for a while, and I've had some very high success rate with helping people with medications, but never medication alone. No, for smoking cessation or weight loss, and that's true for anything. As in my opinion, you cannot treat anything with medication alone. I agree with because that because most things are going to impact more than just your physiological status. So you need multiple modalities to treat everything. Diabetes, hypertension, smoking, alcohol abuse, um, recreational drug abuse. Overeating. Prescription drug abuse, overeating, weight weight gain, weight loss. It's multifactorial. I use that word every episode. Well, it's a good word. <laughs> I love that word. But it is, and you have to approach it with different modalities. And the same is true for your mental health. You know, while yes, there are medications out there that are very successful to help you treat anxiety and depression, those medications alone are never going to get you to a point where you can control that day to day or even suppress it to the point where that period in your life is over. And there are people that are going to need medications forever. But even if you need those medications forever, it doesn't mean that's the only modality that you no, need. No, you're probably going to need some sort of therapy forever right. also. And there's, I think people realize now there's not a shame in taking therapy of some sort. I, I do feel like we've broken some of the mm-hmm. the barriers down, which yeah. I'm glad. But Well, I think that being validated the way you were is really cool and... Um, I'm not upset that you brought it up at all. So Good, I'm glad was... you went with the flow on that because that is not a time in my life that I look back on absolutely not fondly, but I don't look back with anger and resentment or frustration or sadness for myself either. Well, that's and good. I think that that's growth. That's that is growth. probably forgiveness is not a something that I would use. I used to use that word. But forgiveness is not a word that I use for that time and era in my life anymore. It is more a acknowledgement that things were the way they were and moving forward, maybe some forgiveness in certain aspects, but I think really it's just acknowledgement that this happened, it did exist, and validation, validating myself because I was young and... With the judicial system the way it was, I there was no judgment for me at all. No. And very, 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 very little on your end, too. No. and I, I don't mean, know if you remember the verdicts and stuff, but... Oh, I do remember. And, you know, the only thing I can think is if there had been some sort of justice served for us, it could have saved someone's life. Probably. And I truly believe that. Multiple because if, people's lives, probably. But if if he would if he would have been detained as he should have been, Correct. for longer, then and he wouldn't have been able. That, it's unfortunate that our judge and I don't know where the failure was. I was too young to know where the. No, failure I'm not going to blame any individual. And I want to, you know, I'll jump on the bandwagon with the elders in our family that always said it was the good old boys club, mm. but um, I think that. The justice system is still very lacking in that 
when women are being faced with 15 years in prison for a medical procedure that may, may or may not save their life or could save their life in a social socioeconomic status or in a physiological status, and obviously this is going to state my opinion on the whole Roe v. Wade thing, but yeah. when women are facing 15 years and men and boys are getting three and five months probation for rape and harm to serial, women. There's, serial rape yes, and harm to women, not a just a one-time issue incident. in the justice system. Yes. So, it, and I don't think that for a second that that has improved to the point where it should be yet when it comes to especially children. And I agree with that. And I don't think that our judicial system looks at child rape and child molestation for what it truly is. Well, yes, you... some of these people are sexual deviants. I will give them that. And that's yeah. true. What they are are monsters. The reason that they sexually assault a person isn't usually for sexual gratification. It's because they want to assert their dominance and authority over someone. And that rarely ends with that sexual encounter. Eventually, it progresses to darker things. I mean, not like murder. Like, these people have such an urge to, to be superior and stronger that they're not going to stop. And I don't think... So many times I just look at them like a deviant. And yes, they're a deviant, but it's so much more than that most of the time. Yeah. These aren't just sexual urges. These are violent, cruel... I mean, you've got... They've got to take it more seriously. They just don't. The unfortunate thing is, is that as long as we have... I'm really going to dig myself deep here. As long as we continue to have politicians in place that make statements about rape or incest being inevitable or um, women need to learn to make the best out of a bad situation, that type of attitude is going to continue to allow the justice system to be um, unleveled and lopsided when it comes to getting the, not just the justice for the victims that are known, but justice for victims that are unknown and preventing future, future victims. Exactly. Well, that was one of my dogs cueing us that we've talked too long. <laughs> so right. I think this was a very good episode, though. It was a little I out think. there, but... It... it was definitely not the direction we planned to go, I No, we went a different way. So, but that's okay. I enjoyed it. And maybe we'll have more to say on this topic in a future episode. And I hope that you all are well, and we appreciate you listening.